The book of Acts is actually one of the most important books of the Bible. Now, obviously it's scripture, so every word of the Bible, every book is important. When I first became a Christian and I started doing my uh, nightly readings of scripture, I oftentimes avoided the book of Acts because I just thought of it as, okay, it's, it's about the Apostle Paul and what they did, that's cool, but I just want to read more of the epistles which tell me what I need to do. And so I often avoided the book, but after doing, you know, many studies of it, I realized it's actually one of the most important because it tells us really how to be a church and what the early church did. It's chock full of examples. So we're going to look at several examples today, but what are these examples here to represent? They're here to represent how to become a Christian. Now, you might think, well, we accept faith, you know, grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But how do you really become a born-again Christian? So we're going to look at some examples. So we're going to start in Acts chapter 2. Now, I'm not going to read through all the verses of every example because I have several here and we'd be here all day. But in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost is the first example of people accepting the gospel and becoming Christians. But what exactly did they hear? Now, I have a diagram here. Uh, the examples are on the left side, and the top of the diagram shows five different ways in regards to accepting the gospel. Uh, the first column represents hearing the gospel. Uh, the second column represents believing the gospel. The third column represents repentance. Uh, the fourth column is confession, so confessing with your mouth that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, uh, not necessarily confessing sin. And the last column represents uh, baptism, that is full immersion of water. And so we're going to see what each one of these conversion examples, how each one really uh, accepted the gospel and see what they all have in common. So in Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, we know that they heard the gospel because Peter gave that wonderful sermon. And so they heard the gospel and he said in Acts 2 verse 38, uh, repent and be baptized. So they also repented. They heard the gospel. They repented. That is, they turned from the rejection of Jesus and they were baptized as Acts uh, 2 verses 41 and 47 says. The next example we see in Acts uh, chapter 8, uh, verse 12, the Samaritans that came to faith. And now what did they do? Well, they heard the word, they believed the word, and they also were baptized. Uh, the third example we're going to look at, and I encourage you to read these. Again, I'm not reading these verses right now, but I, I really encourage you to go in and read these for yourself so you can really get the best out of this study. Um, next example is Acts chapter 8, verse 13, and we have Simon. And so what did he do to respond? Well, he believed the gospel and he was baptized. Uh, the next example we have is the Ethiopian eunuch, which we've done a study on recently in Acts chapter 8, verses 35 through 40. Uh, Philip appeared and shared the gospel to the eunuch, and the eunuch believed the gospel he confessed that, you know, Jesus was Lord. He wanted to believe, and he did believe. He confessed his belief, I should say. And he was baptized because he saw water, and he said, Philip, you know, let's please baptize me. Next example we have is Saul, a.k.a. Paul, in Acts 9, verse 22. He heard the word. We know he heard the gospel because of his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, also when Ananias approached him, uh, as commanded by Christ. And 
uh, Ananias baptized Paul. Next we have is the example of Cornelius, which we've also done a study on recently in Acts chapter uh, 10. He heard the word because he prayed to God. The angel sent Peter to Cornelius, who preached within the gospel. So Cornelius heard the word. He believed the word, and then he was baptized. Uh, his whole Everybody there, all the Gentiles, to my knowledge, were baptized in that example. Next we have Lydia in Acts uh, 16, verses 14 through 15. Again, she heard the word, and she was baptized. And then next we have the uh, jailer in Acts 16, verses 30 through 34. The jailer and all of his family responded to the gospel. He believed based on everything that had happened. He believed, and him and his whole household were baptized. Next example we have is Acts chapter 18, verse 8. Uh, the Corinthians, they heard the word and believed, and again, were also baptized. And then the last example that I have written here uh, were the Ephesians in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 5. They heard the word, they believed, and were baptized. So why am I throwing out these random fun facts? I mean, so these people responded to the gospel, good for them. But the purpose of the book of Acts is not only to show us how to be a church based on command and what scripture says to do, but it also shows us the example. And all of these examples of people coming to faith in Christ uh, after his ascension, the book of Acts represents that. And every single one of these uh, conversions all have one thing in common. Now some, you know, they heard the word and they believed, obviously. They had to believe the word to be baptized. Uh, these examples, obviously, we only document what we know for sure about it. For example, Saul, in my diagram, it says he heard the word and was baptized. He obviously believed the word and confessed with his mouth that Jesus was Lord throughout Scripture. But in the direct context of the verses that we mentioned, the diagram only represents those things. But ultimately, what do all these conversions have in common? Well, it starts with hearing the gospel. You can't really respond if you don't hear the word. Now, hearing doesn't necessarily mean with just your ears, because again, deaf people are able to come to faith in Christ. So hearing means, you know, taking in the gospel, whether it's reading it, hearing it from someone else, however you may respond. So everybody heard the word. Next, we have belief. I mean, you have to believe what you hear, because Christ says in Mark 16, 16, believe and be baptized and you'll be saved. So you need to hear the word, believe the word, Repentance. Now, what does this repentance represent? Well, it represents acknowledging the fact that you have been rebelling against God and sin, and so you turn from a life of sinful practice and rejection of God to a life of acceptance of God. Now, repentance doesn't mean you need to be sinlessly perfect before you come to Christ. No, repentance is a change of mind. It's when you acknowledge the fact that I am a sinner and I, I really need a savior. Thank God for Jesus. So repentance is changing your mind from your selfish desires to accept Jesus Christ. Will you still have selfish desires? Yes. Will you still sin? Yes. Not that you should have those things, but you don't become sinlessly perfect, then become a Christian. No, you become a Christian because it's only by the Holy Spirit and the work done by Christ that you and I can turn from our sins and not be held. Uh, I guess what I should say is not be enslaved to our sins and really not be under the shackles of it. And sin doesn't have dominion over us because we're in Christ. So Repentance means to turn to Christ. 
Confession, it doesn't mean you have to go into a booth with a priest and confess your sins. Though scripture does mention that it's recommended that we confess our sins to one another. It's not required to my knowledge in order to be saved, but it's important to share that with another that, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this sin. Uh, and I Personally, from somebody who's done that, it really helps me with my sinful struggles to say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this sin and it feels good to get it off my chest. And then your brother or sister can share words and of encouragement that can really help you. Uh, the last thing we mention in the diagram is baptism. Now notice in the specific examples, every single one of these people were baptized. Every single one of these believers uh, were baptized. On Pentecost, they were baptized. Samaritans baptized. Simon baptized. Eunuch baptized. Paul baptized. Cornelius, Lydia, Jailer, Corinthians, Ephesians, all baptized. And so, uh, as we've talked before, baptism is essential for salvation, and you need to be baptized in order to be saved. But again, there's a lot more to it than that. You also need to hear the word, believe what you hear, uh, turn from your rejection of Jesus, uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and be baptized. This is the path to salvation which is demonstrated in the book of Acts of how you can become a Christian. Now, what happens after baptism? Do we just walk away saved? Well, I mean, yes and no, because it is important that we continue to live faithfully. Now, there's a huge debate as to whether you can lose salvation or not. I'm not going to get into that today. All I'll simply say is once you're baptized, continue to live faithfully to God, and you won't have to worry about losing salvation as long as you continue to live the Christian lifestyle. If you stumble and fall, confess your sins to God and get back on the right foot, you know, and continue to live faithfully, and you won't have to worry about it. So don't overstress losing your salvation, because if you're overstressed, then there's probably something that needs to be worked on. So as long as you're living faithfully to God, you know, there, you shouldn't have to worry about something, uh, I guess, so theological as losing salvation or if you rather had it to begin with uh, or so on. But we have lots of words here in regards to the purpose of baptism and so on. You could, this again could be a whole study, and if you haven't yet listened to my previous studies about whether baptism is essential or not, I would recommend going and listening to those. Uh, there's a two part series. Um, but, anywho, baptism, as I've talked about before, is essential to salvation, but it's just a piece of it. And so I recommend you, if you haven't been yet, please, you know, follow the book of Acts, the scriptural examples, and, and be baptized. Um, if you haven't yet, I encourage you please to go on to your Apple podcast app if you listen to the podcast with Apple and please leave me a review. The reviews help me know what I can change and do better and it also makes the podcast easier for others to hear and find so they can hear the gospel as well. And I encourage you please to uh, share the podcast to your friends and family that the gospel can be furthered that way. So I thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm currently recording this episode. I believe today is October 9th, um, but this episode will probably be released, oh, October 20th something. So hello me in the future. Uh, the reason I'm pre-recording this episode so far out, I'm actually pre-recording quite a few episodes that will be released around that time. And October 16th, I'm getting uh, my wisdom teeth out, so with an oral surgery, I won't be able to speak much. 
So it's important that I pre-record some episodes so there's not like a week or so without anything. So that's why this episode is pre-recorded. Just wanted to let you know. Again, hello future audience if we're all still here, right? But thank you guys again so much for listening. I, I really appreciate all of you. And please respond to the gospel today. Hear the word, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Be baptized.